0: Hey, guys, you ever had the urge to do something really nice for your special lady friend? Well, take my advice. Go down to Costco, get yourself some flowers, splash on some Drakkar, and get your girl on over to the Comfort Suite Inn on Highway 35 in Austin, Texas. There, once you're done standing in line, waiting for five construction workers who insist on paying cash only, I promise you, you're going to have a magical night. Tell them, girl. Yep. It was a good one. This is your sweet romance tip from Jimmy James. Enjoy the show. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.
1: Hey, listeners. Ever wonder what it would be like to sell everything and travel the country at the tender age of 50? Well, with our last kid off to college and the ability to now work remotely, we've decided to do just that. So we're selling the house, loading up the dog, and hitting every city from California to Florida. We're scouring the country for a new place to call home and dragging you into every restaurant, Airbnb, and tourist trap we encounter along the way. This is the Skip Town All-Stars Podcast.
0: Giddy up, all stars. How are you? Welcome to our very Texas-sized episode. Are you excited? very. Uh, We do have a lot to tell you. We are going to stuff five pounds of manure into a 10-pound sack. I just realized I said that wrong. Completely
1: wrong. It's 10 pounds of manure in a five-pound sack. I
0: totally botched that. I'm sorry. You're from the country. You should know this. I know. I should totally know this, I reckon. (laughs) Anyway, uh, getting into the Texas episode. So, Uh, you know that we did an interview already with our daughter in Corpus Christi. You probably have heard that episode. And you also know that our last episode had us hightailing it as quickly as we could out of Roswell, because although Denise was converted into an alien conspiracist, (laughs) a little bit, I was less than impressed with Roswell. So anyway, we hit the road. We ended up landing in Abilene because of our rule. Do you want to tell them about our sure. rule? How, we, how it works?
1: So we talked about it um, once before, maybe twice, that we have a pretty strict rule we really do adhere by, which is we try our best, as I say it's strict, but we try our best not to travel more than six hours in a day. And if the trip is going to be longer than six hours, we will stop in a halfway city. Um, And if the trip is a full six hours, then we actually do try to stop for a lunch at you know, the three-hour mark or a late breakfast or however it works. Well, when we left Roswell, our goal was to get to Waco, Texas. And Waco, Texas from Roswell, I believe, is seven hours, if I remember correctly. And so for us, we still wanted to adhere to that rule and we decided that the halfway mark was a city called Abilene, Texas. Uh, James found the city and he's been the one pretty much who will find the cities for us. Like if it's if it's a longer travel than six hours, he'll say, let me check and see what's the halfway mark. So he found Abilene and we ended up arriving in Abilene um, pretty late. Uh, I was searching in the car for places to eat because we were definitely hungry. We didn't stay in Roswell to eat anything. And we knew we were getting into Texas And just wanted to have like some Texas barbecue. Like that was really what we wanted. But unfortunately, we were getting in at like nine o'clock. And although it was a Friday in Texas, Abilene isn't Dallas, it isn't Austin. So things aren't open till 1 or 2 a.m. It's a little Um,
0: more sleepy, yeah.
1: Yeah. And we were finding that where our hotel was situated, because we decided to stay in a hotel that night since it was only a one night um, stay, we were going to do a hotel. Everything around us was like fast foods. So I'm trying to find a restaurant. And as we're pulling into the hotel, James says to me, Oh, look, there's a Hooters. Hooters. (laughs) So I started laughing and I was like, Oh, I've never been to Hooters. And so, um, I was like, let's do it. And what did you think?
0: I was pretty surprised. I mean, I know you're 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 always up for a good time. But when I said, let's go to Hooters, I didn't think you wouldn't want to go there because of the Hooter Girls or because it's a guy's hangout or it's a sports bar or anything. I just thought you would say, you know what? I'm not really feeling wings. Like, can we eat something different? So, but when you said you were up for it, I was like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. It's
1: true. It's like all, the, I've never been to a Hooters. So I was like, okay, let's do this. Let's see what all the hoopla about Hooters is about.
0: Yeah. Totally. So we get to Hooters, we get out of the car in the parking lot, and we're walking in the front door. And what's happening there, hon?
1: Oh, uh, that was fun. Okay. So we're walking in and there is a really, really drunk guy walking out with a bouncer saying to him, are you sure you're okay? Are you sure you're okay? Well, as we're walking by, I'm thinking he's not okay. And James verbalizes to me, that dude is not okay. Yeah, that
0: dude is not okay. He should not be, like, climbing into a car with his own set of keys. No way.
1: Right. And I was thinking the same thing, too. Like, oh, my God. They can't let him get in a car and drive. Um, but I got to be honest. I was really hungry. So I, I he had to be secondary. It
0: looked like it was a long conversation, and it had no time of ending soon. So we went inside. Yeah. We're S- like, this guy's got it. He's he's going to handle it. This Hooters bouncer, right? Right. Like, what could go wrong? A Hooters bouncer and a drunk guy.
1: <laughs> so, so we walk in. And, and it is like a man's paradise. Uh, it is flat screens everywhere with every single kind of sports is happening right now is playing on the screen. Obviously, pretty girls and chicken wings. It's like, oh, my God, this is heaven.
0: And beer. You forgot the beer.
1: Oh, yeah, beer. So when we walked in, the first thing I thought was, well, I don't want to sit at a table or a booth. Let's go sit at the bar. Like, okay. let's do this. Like, we're in Hooters look, if you're in Texas, you got to do Hooters. And if you're at Hooters, you got to do the bar because that's where all the action happens.
0: I mean, if you're going to go, go. We
1: did. <laughs> so we, we just walked right up to the bar. Now, mind you, the bar is square. So you can just see everyone across from you to the side of you. Um, it's pretty great. And, uh, and we sit down and right away, um, Mr. Social, who's not social at all,
0: Come on. Now. I'm very social. <laughs>
1: whatever. Um, he, very social. He just likes who he likes. That's it. Uh, <laughs> he starts chatting it up with these two young guys sitting next to him. And I say young because anyone younger than 15 is Yeah, I mean, they're two uh,
0: young, 30, husband, father type things.
1: Right. So we sit down. I order a shot because I really needed one and a Coke. And then he gets, I don't know what you got, but whatever, all Maybe of a you're... sudden- He starts talking to these two guys next to him. And right away, they're engaged. What happened?
0: Well, what happened was uh, I sat down and this uh, Trey and Robert, I just want to give you a shout out. If you're ever out there listening anywhere, (laughs) they're way too young to listen to our podcast. But anyway, uh, uh, so Trey looks over to me and he goes, He goes, oh, you just missed all the fireworks, sir. And I go, oh, really? What happened? Tell me. Fill me in. And he said, well, there's a junk guy in here. He want to fight like five people, including that gentleman right over there. And he points at this gentleman across the bar who looks like the freaking Marlboro man, like the guy you don't mess with. He's got a white 10-gallon hat on. He's got a clean, crisp cowboy shirt on. He's sitting there sipping his Budweiser with a 1,000-yard stare and he just looks like, this is not the Chuck Norris type of dude you fool with, you know? <laughs> and so I'm like, wait, he wanted to fight him? And uh oh yes, sir. He totally wanted like he thought he was just gonna fight everybody up in this bar, but he wanted to go up there and knock that gentleman's hat off. And I was like, oh. I would have loved to have seen that. And he said he goes, "Oh, we were waiting for it sir, but it did not happen. He got bounced out of here." I go, "Funny you should mention that. We just saw him on the way in." Yep, and that was said, our oh. friend. Yep. So that was our friend. So anyway, uh you noticed that I'm talking to people and Yeah. Uh,
1: and the, and I have to say I noticed the white cowboy hat guy too. Like he was looked tall and he was rather good looking. His hat looked very expensive and his shirt looked really nice. And he was sitting with his friend, uh, who was quite smaller than him, had like a baseball cap on, but also looked fairly nice. But n- I have to say no one at that bar looked nicer than the white cowboy hat guy.
0: Right. So, uh, then to paint the picture of our L of the bar, uh, our corner, There was starting with white cowboy hat, who was the furthest away from us on the other leg of the bar. There was white cowboy hat. There was smaller best friend guy in the baseball hat. A couple empty seats. Alabama man bun. Alabama man bun. Uh, I can't even say it right. We tried to nickname him. Yeah. Alabama man bun. That's his name. Anyway, it was a guy with an Alabama. It was a guy with an Alabama t-shirt on with a big man bun. And, you know, he had obviously obviously been drinking as well. So he was uh, very boisterous and I couldn't hear anything he was saying because I was talking to two gentlemen next to me and then turned the corner. There was another guy sitting there and then my two friends, me and then Denise. So that's kind of like how uh, everybody was laid out.
1: So then as James is talking to his two new best friends, um, I'm just hanging out (laughs) and, you know, uh, just minding my own business. And all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I see Bama man bun get off his stool and run behind us toward the other end of the bar. And he runs to the bouncer and starts saying something to the bouncer, being loud. And then he comes back to his chair. And on the way back to his chair, he's yelling I don't know how they do it in Texas, but we don't do it in Alabama like this. And yeah. then he sits down in his chair. Well, then I look over, and lo and behold, drunk man from outside who wanted to, uh, who was outside with the b- um, bouncer and wanted to fight the white cowboy hat guy is back in. And so he's fooling now with Al- Alabama man bun guy. Alabama man bun guy then says in in very loud. Uh, words that he just beat a murder rap and he's not going back to jail for this drunk guy yeah. so everyone at the bar now is aware that he just beat a murder rap yeah. and is not going to jail for this drunk guy then he says again
0: over and over i mean it's going on for like five or ten minutes
1: i don't know how they do it in texas yeah. but we don't do it like this in alabama and then now, I-
0: mind you, the wait- uh, the bartender girls yes. uh, were now yelling at Alabama man bun because they're like, you don't just get up and run around this place and scream. And then the manager and a bouncer were dealing yet again with <laughs> this drunk guy, which incidentally, a detail I left out, Trey, my one of my new friends, told me. That oh yeah, he's been in and out of here three or four times. So they had booted him numerous times that evening. Oh god. I think a review of the bouncing policy is probably in order, but oh. that's just me, you know, from a supervisory standpoint. But uh <laughs> I was anyway, he's back in for like his fourth trip wanting to fight people, so now he's uh, he's got multiple gentlemen who work at Hooters trying to get him out the door. The bartenders are yelling at Alaman Bun and you're just sitting there giggling uh-huh. like a school kid because you're so like, funny. this is the most amazing night of my life.
1: My wings had not even come yet. And so then, <laughs> then then, the waitress comes over to me and is like, welcome to Texas. I mean, that was literally that the waitress, the bartender, she goes, welcome to Texas. And I was like, oh my God. Well, then what happens is out of the blue, I, it like came out of nowhere. Do you remember the white cowboy hat? Good-looking guy that we're talking about, and his little friend with the baseball cap. His little friend with the baseball cap starts screaming. Now, I, I there. It's no secret that I cannot always understand people if they have an accent of any kind. So to me,
0: yeah, literally of any kind. Yeah, uh, to like, me, he you was. You can't watch Peaky Blinders. <laughs> no, you don't speak country. I do not. Yeah,
1: and so I all I heard was him yelling. But I couldn't hear what he was saying. But James knows exactly what he was saying because James knows redneck.
0: I speak country. So go ahead. Uh, So, uh, you know, Alan Manbun is going on and on and on about his murder charge and how they don't do it. And, you know, and I'm just like, I've like no offense, but I've never heard the term don't mess with Alabama. (laughs)
1: Oh my god. Right. There's
0: a reason why it's don't mess with Texas, right? Yep. And I'm like, yep. Listen, little buddy, little friend, let me guide you in the ways of not getting your ass kicked. Um, I come from the sticks in Ohio and I'm not going to say to a bunch of Texans in the middle of a Hooters on a Friday night, that's not how we do shit in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you out of your mind right now? So, anyway, um, I think
1: someone else agreed with you. And yeah, <laughs> it was
0: a little baseball hat guy, and he was like half the size of his 10 gallon cowboy hat friend. And but what happened? He was not afraid. He starts slamming. He goes, Well, do something, Nan. Do something, Nan. You over here bumping your gums? I got to hear you. I hear I'm trying to drink my beer. He goes, You going to go fight him? He's right there. Just He wants to come back in. He wants to fight you. Go fight him. Go do something, Nan. He's like, bumping your gums. And I was like, oh. I'm like, this little guy's getting in on the action, right? And now, all of a sudden, Alan Manbun looks at him, and his eyes get as big as tennis balls. And when you know it, he's a little quiet. <laughs> well,
1: then what happened, too, was that when the little guy was yelling at him, he banged his hand. He banged oh, his hand that was so the clincher, yeah. hard on the bar twice that Every single person in this big square bar looked at him like it was quiet. And- it
0: got dead quiet. I've never seen it get quiet in a Hooters before. <laughs> this guy banged the bar so hard that on the TV, there was a Texas Ranger about to throw a pitch. And he turned around on the mound and looked at all of us like, what the hell is going on in this Hooters in Abilene right now? I'm trying to win a game. And yep. this little guy was like, he ain't going to fight me. I know he ain't going to fight me. Yep. And I was like, I think you're right. He's not <laughs> going to fight you. I'm three times your size. I'm not going to fight you. <laughs> Nobody's fighting you. You you win the night. <laughs> and then the best part.
1: So little guy is going crazy, banging his hand on at the bar, telling Man Bun to bring it on. He's basically saying, bring it on. Yep. And his best friend with the big white cowboy hat, cool as a cucumber i Still was
0: sipping that budweiser he didn't even turn looking his straight head straight ahead did not look ahead once no you did not look, turn his head once yeah he did not turn his head no once. he was looking straight yeah, ahead he was just like mm, just another friday night for me i'm good it was crazy yeah. it was
1: insane so then it was to my left you were loving it oh my god it was the best <laughs> it brought me back to chicago it was so much fun it was so much fun i haven't Seen a bar fight you in so you long. Seen
0: a, you were this close to seeing six of them at the same time.
1: Oh, within twenty I mean, minutes was, of being it there, it was going to
0: be like Roadhouse up in that place <laughs> at any moment. You know that, right? Yeah. And
1: then to my <laughs> all I was
0: thinking was, okay, I got to shield her. These guys look cool over there. I'll wedge her over there in that corner, and we'll just try to sneak I'd be like, go, out. go, go! I know Denise I will like, be like breaking on. bottles on the bar and stuff. Oh, my God.
1: oh it was. I was so I w- I was so happy that we were there. Like we picked the right place. And then to my <laughs> left were two guys that were sitting um, you know, enjoying their wings and french fries and they were like and the show yeah and the show and they literally were like everyone else in the bar nobody broke like movement if you know what I mean like there was never like everyone turned and looked at little man when he banged his hand and then they went right back to what they were doing and then eating and drinking and the guys next to me go it's just another Friday night at Hooters and I was like Really like oh every Friday is like this. I'm like oh my god, this is so much fun. Let's come back.
0: Yeah, totally. Oh my god. Well, we can actually. It's funny you say that because I was looking at Ellie's schedule and she plays Abilene, Abilene Christian University.
1: Oh, we're coming back
0: sometime in October, I think. So yeah, yeah. we could definitely we could definitely <laughs> drop back into Abilene. That was a hoot and that was a huge welcome to Texas. It oh, really was.
1: It uh, yeah, that's that was like.
0: That kicked it off. It did kick it off. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we left there and we were having so much fun. James hung out with those two guys the whole night. And we were there for a couple hours. And it was funny because at one point, one of them leaned over and said something along the lines of, oh, am I taking up um, his time? And I started laughing. I go, this man has been in a car with me for six weeks. He has pretty girls. He has flat screens, a beer, and two guys to talk to. Have at it. Yep. (laughs) Um, The night didn't. The festivities did not end inside of Hooters. But
0: wait, there's more. (laughs) Well, we left out the part where Man Bun quickly asked for his check and made for the exit.
1: Sorry, that I I, that was just a given. But uh, yeah, he's right. Um, when when um the hand hit the bar two times and shook the entire building, uh, he immediately asked for the check.
0: I'm not sure actually (laughs) if he did ask for it. I think the check arrived though (laughs) at (laughs) one point or another, like very quickly. So whatever, whether he asked for it or not, he was out of there fast yeah. after the hand slam and
1: so and we're laughing like two little kids like he he hee. Yeah. and um <laughs> Great. and then we're done two hours later not i don't know if it was two hours but whenever we left the hooters um man bun was outside and then when he saw us we walked by him he looked and he goes i'm going to ask for a refund
0: <laughs> like good luck with that bro <laughs>
1: And then also, there were two SUV police uh, cars outside of Hooters talking to, I think it the was- drunk The drunk guy. drunk yeah. guy. So it was like, wow. It was like really happening in Abilene.
0: Well, he did get a ride home that night.
1: You're right. We yeah. didn't have to worry about him getting in, um, no. in his own car.
0: Yep. And I'm sure Mr. 10-gallon hat guy left at closing time with his hat still intact.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so. Uh, so then what happened was we obviously went back and our plan was- to go to waco the next day so um i had had waco on my list of cities to visit when uh, i knew that we'd be uh, in texas because i really wanted to see the davidian compound uh where david koresh had his um had his battle with the fbi and um
0: the justice department yeah
1: yeah and would not um leave the compound for like 52 days so i was really um I, w- I really wanted to see it. I didn't know what it would look like. It, it could just be a plot of land, but because it was such a a you know a part of history and growing up, um, I, I mean, it was just in the 90s. So I was a young person and watching it on TV as it was up in flames. So I, I wanted to see it. Um, I told my friend that I was going to go to Waco And right away, she sent me a link to Magnolia Table and said, you cannot go to Waco without going to Magnolia Table. And I'm so grateful that Erin sent me uh, that link because she was right. How could we go to Waco and not go to Magnolia Table? So if you're hearing the words Magnolia Table for the first time, I'll explain to you. It is a restaurant that is owned by Chip and Joanna Gaines, who are the star's creators originators of an hgtv show called fixer upper now i don't believe fixer uppers on anymore but they may very well be showing reruns but um they also turned their little show into basically an empire they now make furniture that they sell at target and also at their own uh furniture stores called magnolia home they have a magazine um they launched their magazine when magazines were um dying because of, um, the internet and, uh, and digital, um, content, but they decided to start a magazine, which is hugely successful. They've written books and now they own almost an entire four block area, um, of Waco, Called oh God. I'm gonna Magnolia and Silos. Am I saying Silos? Magnolia right? Market, Market and, and silos. silos, and Silos.
0: It's a different vibe than Hooters. <laughs> just so everyone's aware. Go yeah, ahead. It's just
1: a little different. Sorry. Okay, so when you go to Magnolia Table, because it's such a popular place because of their television show, um, you can't get a reservation. So the way we travel, we don't necessarily know where we're going to be. Um, in the future. Like I, I, can't, I don't know where I'm going to be <laughs>
0: ever. <laughs> if I'm the one planning, we don't know where we're going to be ever until three hours before, but go ahead.
1: So, um, I can't plan it for like three weeks in advance and make a reservation. Cause I don't know if I'm going to be there in three weeks. I know usually like a week out. So I tried to make a reservation and they were like, ha 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 he, 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 yeah, not happening, but you can come and stand in line for two and a half hours mm. and put your name on a list and, and get seated. well, Magnolia Table is open from 7 a.m., I believe, until 3 p.m. That I know. I think they open at 7 a.m., I'm pretty sure. Um, and we only had one day because they're closed on Sundays. And even though we were going to be in Waco on Sunday, they weren't open. So we had to hightail it out of yeah, Abilene. Yeah,
0: I remember uh, we had to leave Abilene somewhere around mm-hmm. 9 a.m. and... At the crack of like 947, we ended up leaving Abilene.
1: Yeah, because here's what happened. (laughs) It takes three hours to get there. And then I'm on a two-hour wait. And so I had to make sure that we were going to actually be seated. I did not want to drive all the way to Waco and then tell James that um, we weren't going to be able to have food.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't you deny my banana pudding, go on.
1: <laughs> I have to tell you I what I would be want.
0: stomping my feet. No, I honestly, I, okay, so let me just interject for a second. I made the Hooters joke, but seriously, like I work in television and I'm familiar with the show Fixer Upper and of course, HGTV and all of their offerings. But, and I actually, when she told me their names, they did ring a bell, Chip and Joanna Gaines. But uh, I had no idea that these people have created... A massive enterprise, or like at using that show as a springboard. Yeah, it's so,
1: incredible. I mean, like we could do an episode just on Chip and Joanna. I mean, um, oh, th- put it this way: they could start a religion, and they'd be successful at that.
0: Well, they just moved a church to their market area. They so. did. They did move a church yeah, to the market area. An old area. church. So yeah. Maybe they're. Maybe that's in the Well, works.
1: now they're starting. They're building a hotel right there. Uh, any case, well, it doesn't matter. So he. What matters is that he knows nothing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right uh <laughs> that hurts a little but uh, uh no okay. i mean okay. i'm obl- I'm oblivious when it comes to that kind of stuff it's all right sure. but i
1: i have to tell you when we got to magnolia table because we got up so early because we drove three hours and because we we're on such a tight frame such a tight time frame um i felt like all this pressure that like it had to be phenomenal so and i also when i was walking up there to put my name on the two and a half hour list i was also nervous that We wouldn't get there in time for us to do it. We did. We got there at 11.45, so we must have left the hotel a little bit earlier. We got there at 11.45, and then our seating was at 2.15. So when I came back to the car, I said to him, just because I had to have this like insurance, I said to him, Okay, so look, this place might suck. <laughs> because I now, was already
0: fully counting on it. I'm like, oh my God, we're racing down the freeway and this place is probably gonna suck. Now
1: I had to tell him it's a two and a half hour wait. Like he knew it would be a wait, and I said it might be two hours, but now I had to tell him it was actually two and a half hours. So I had to I had to preface it with, it might suck. So just just so you know. And then his answer to me immediately was like, We drove here for in three hours and we're waiting for two hours i don't care if it sucks we're going in we're going in and i was like okay so um
0: i just want to make a disclaimer for any of you who are from abilene to waco and know that corridor if our timing's off it was two weeks ago and we're not from here so (laughs) i can't i it may not be three hours to get there it may be four i don't know whatever just follow along with the story go ahead
1: okay so then um that's when we went to the Davidian compound during the time that we were yeah. waiting. But I'm not going to talk about that Nothing right Nothing
0: sets you up for Biscuits Benedict like visiting a <laughs> uh, trench of, you know, uh, modern warfare. So, <laughs> okay. Go on.
1: We'll talk about the Davidians <laughs> later. So we're on Magnolia Table. So anyway, we wait. We go in. Okay. Oh, this is a tip for everyone. You guys, seriously. If you ever want to go to Magnolia Table and you can't get a reservation, you have to do the wait. Just know that if you go around two o'clock, your wait is 20 minutes. So when we walked in at 215, there was a woman who walked up there and said, how long is the wait? And the girl at the front, um, at the desk, the um, hostess said it's f- 20 minutes. And I was oh, like,
0: that burned your ass, didn't it? Oh,
1: totally. It totally did. And, um, I immediately like told everyone then it's a 20 minute, lit. it's a 20 minute wait. Just come at two. It's a 20 minute wait. Oh <laughs> I literally God. would have stood on a freeway if I couldn't be like, it's a 20 minute wait. Come at two. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we went, I took tons of videos. I took lots of pictures. Um, so if you're following us on Instagram or on Facebook, I will post everything there of our experience at Magnolia table. Um, suffice it to say it was,
0: pretty damn good it's pretty damn good i'm not gonna lie it was good i see why they are cajillionaires for sure yep because those biscuits that came out what else we did some oh, sort of stop
1: we had we did some sort
0: of butter sampler or something like that so they were we, served in like little shot glasses
1: we did a butter flight that's right and what it a was it was like four Think about that four different types of butter one was a honey butter one was a chive butter one was a strawberry blueberry. blueberry butter, and one was a strawberry butter, I believe. Mm. I think so. And then it no, came. No, one
0: was honey butter, one was regular. One, oh, one was, was it regular? Yeah, a, a kind of, I'm an expert on butter. Okay, oh, yeah, laid nice. out, laid out. One was their regular creamy butter, churned up by Mama Gaines' <laughs> recipe from 1963. Uh huh. And then the next one was honey butter, and then there was a blueberry butter, and, and then chive. there was the chives. Okay, yeah.
1: so we had the four butters, um, yeah. and then okay, then it came with a basket of deliciousness. So you have to put the butters on something. No, 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 it's not. They, it's not a bread. They're not. They're, they brought out the most delicious croissants, and I know croissants. I've been to Paris. Um, <laughs>
0: Oh my God.
1: <laughs> that sounded so
0: what the hell? stupid. Okay.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, then they had, oh my God, they had so great. a scone in the basket. They had a biscuit in the basket. They had a cinnamon roll in the basket, I believe, right? I don't remember. It was just, you don't remember. Do you know I remember why? it was all good. Do you know why you don't remember?
0: Because I inhaled it all.
1: We were in food heaven.
0: It was, it was pretty good. It was amazing. It
1: was amazing. So, um, that started, that started the morning, like, well, the afternoon, but that was the start of our meal. So when that arrived, you know, all I kept thinking was, God, I hope this is good because this man has been waiting for six hours for food. Please make it be good.
0: And you know what I was thinking? I was thinking this hypnosis is not really taking hold. (laughs)
1: Okay. So anyway,
0: I'm referring to the Sedona <laughs> episode. Check it out.
1: We yeah. So um, it arrived. It was delicious. And then you ordered um, you ordered eggs Benedict on their delicious the biscuits. Biscuits
0: Benedict. Yes. Yeah.
1: And then I, I ordered um, cause we wanted to try something different. He did breakfast. I did lunch. So I did a chicken salad um with a croissant because I couldn't get enough of the croissant. And then
0: um, well, because you've been to Paris.
1: Yes. Exactly, um, and then I ordered a strawberry lemonade spritzer. Something, something that was the most delicious thing. It reminded me. oh, Here we go again. A oh, bean in Dubai.
0: Oh my <laughs> Do god! You believe I just said You're that. You're so name dropping <laughs> today. Do you That's awesome. That? Oh, oh my
1: god! What's so wrong with nah. me? Okay. Anyway. Meanwhile, <laughs> I
0: had coffee made from Papa Gaines' <laughs> secret bean roastery. In the hills of the Himalayas. Go on.
1: Um, Anyway, everything we had was delicious and worth the wait. I cannot stress it enough. Like, you know, living in a city like Los Angeles, there's so much hoopla around certain restaurants. And James and I are both huge, huge believers in, yeah, that's not that good. Like, there's no reason to ever wait.
0: you You get big hits and you get really bad misses. When, well, when that happens, you know, but like, we, but, so, like sometimes, yeah, OK, the hype is worth it. But, uh, you know, No,
1: that's hardly ever. I um, mean, I'm saying I'm trying to say that you and I are generally big believers in that it's never worth the hype. And we never oh, yeah. have well, ever look, waited. I mean, we like, never have on the waited. drive there. Uh-huh. I
0: was I was certainly like, oh, this smells like a tourist trap. Like this smells like the Waco version of Times Square that she's talking about. Yeah. Right.
1: And I'm not a huge believer in um, just I don't know, like believe in the hype. I really don't. There's phenomenal restaurants in LA that are booked for three months out. You will never see me call in to get a reservation because to me, that's just dumb. So to wait two hours and 30 minutes for this restaurant went against every bone in my body. But <laughs> but I was like, okay, let's see what they're all about.
0: It was worth the drive. I'm not going to oh, lie. I mean, we we're going to Waco anyway, but it was worth speeding down the freeway for. It was, it was definitely... Uh it's everything it was a good meal but i mean so the meal was good and whatever we've had good meals and that's great and the place was good No, but i
1: want to say like you guys the decorations are incredible like what you know about them on their show it is reflective in the restaurant i mean down to like even like the little plates that they have and and the light fixtures and the glasses i mean there's no question like when you go into a chef's restaurant when you've been following a chef let's say on you know on television on um what's the cooking show again on TV Food Network yeah and you go into his restaurant people will always say oh it was this it was that it was very reflective of the chef this is very reflective of um their show who they are and um also the people that work there so everyone not everyone, but I do have to say the people I interacted with starting at like the, the girl at the front tent because they don't even let you in. There's a tent uh, that, you, you know, you, you're greeted in a tent and uh, a canopy and people are waiting. And then you go in and you're greeted by the hostess. But whatever, everybody you met, they all know that you're traveling from a distance. It's no secret that it's not um, visited by locals as much as it is fans and they treat you as such they treat you so well when you're there um I loved it I loved everything I I was not disappointed at all these people are amazing at what they do because they're running a restaurant in addition to everything else they're doing and everyone in that restaurant were so professional and the food was so good like I can't explain it like how do you do everything so well? Like their restaurant is just one venture in their entire empire. And that was done as a 10. It's mind boggling because then, okay, then after that. Well, that's that-
0: what I was going to say. I mean, look, the restaurant was great. And yeah, I mean, the meal was fantastic and all that. But to me, that wasn't the most impressive part. Like <laughs>
1: I know. That's the, like
0: what's crazy. It's like, Especially like not knowing the full scope. It was great for me to see it as a first timer. Uh, the uh, Magnolia Market and Silos area, which is in a separate area from where the restaurant is. Okay.
1: And that, let me tell you a little, a little something about that too. Um, Okay. If you can't get into Magnolia Table, they have a little Magnolia Table at Magnolia Market and Silos. This
0: is an insider tip.
1: Yep. And so you can get their favorite meals there also. Um, It's at a window. And so you have to take, take it to a park bench. I'm sorry, A picnic table. So sorry, a picnic table. But if you can't get into the restaurant, just go to the Magnolia um, market because they have an outpost there. When I walked up, I was like, Oh, I literally could have had my chicken sandwich there, but it wouldn't have been the same experience. But okay. So Magnolia table is not located where their Magnolia market and silos is located. So you have to get in a car and drive, but it doesn't even matter because it is worth it. So When I hear of Waco, I think of the Davidians. (laughs) When everyone else hears of Waco, they think of Joanna and Chip. And if you ask a person that lives in Waco, they will never mention the Davidians. They always say Joanna and Chip put Waco on the map. And if you look at this four block radius of what they have done, maybe it's more than four blocks, but they have taken an entire area of Waco and have transformed it into a I don't even know what you call it, you guys. I don't even know what the hell you call it. It's,
0: it's like. It's kind of it's an entertainment complex of sorts. Thank you. Um,
1: it has. They their- have
0: their restaurant. They have a bakery that just sells baked goods. The they line have a store with all the their block. homeware. Uh, they have a huge, um, like, uh, you know, uh, artificial turf area where the kids can play. You know, uh, J- big Jenga or uh, cornhole or whatever. They had
1: soccer balls. Like you open up a cabinet and there's football, soccer balls that yeah. they provide for the families and kids to hang out. Like they it have is
0: food trucks everywhere, serving different items. Mostly, I think like ice cream and stuff like it. mostly dessert based, right? I think um, uh, whatever. Anyway, they have a no, few. food I think
1: food. they had tacos too, and
0: they had like they have food trucks scattered yeah. around. Um, they have uh, they have their own coffee shop. They ha- what was the oh, other thing? A church. Oh, yeah, they have a church. Okay, and right. then they have Magnolia.
1: They have Magnolia Store. So their store with all their furniture is there, and it's enormous. There's two stores. In fact, there's one store that has just accessories, and then another store that has all of their furniture. So, okay, and, and they have a whole area of just stores for clothing. Here's what's amazing. They have their name- on everything. Like, I'm trying to explain it to James. Um, he had dropped me off and then came around. and He was finding parking and I was walking around. Like, okay.
0: Well, you so, mean they get a piece of everything.
1: Their name. Yes. But their name is on almost everything. Like, I can't really, I don't even, I can't even go into it. It's too hard. It's just like. Uh, I mean,
0: everything there is branded. Right everything yes. there is like i, I because thought i understood you that day so everything there is branded toward everything they're about so um so they
1: have let me just hold on so outside so in this complex that James is describing inside the complex along with everything he told you they also have clothing stores like cute little clothing stores but they all look the same from the outside but when you open up a door you walk in and it's all like leather purses and belts then you walk into another one it's all jeans and cute little blouses you walk into another one and it could be um cute shoes they but when you so whatever you buy the receipt though says magnolia so i can't explain it like i don't know how they do it but it's like it it, it, i very well could own a jean store and I could go in there and sell my jeans, but Chip and Joanna have arranged it in such a way that nobody would know that Denise's jean Store is called Denise's Jeans Store. No,
0: yeah, they license everything.
1: <laughs> it's li- incredible. I mean, it's the same
0: thing Trump has done with his steaks and his wine or whatever the hell Trump sells—his neckties, all that stuff. It's like, like there's a licensing fee that they're paid.
1: Yeah. So I bought a couple of like gifts for the girls at like one of the stores, and when I left, the receipt said Magnolia. What the address. It didn't say. Now, the name of the store was, I think, on the tag. I think it was called, like, I swear, I think it was called, like, Alice and something leather goods. Um, but when you left, the receipt just said Magnolia. And I said to James, I, I, I said, so every, okay, you all have to look the same. The stores all look the same. Like, the, the merchandise may be different, but each an individual boutique looks the same inside like the aesthetic. And I was telling James I said I've never seen anything like it. I'm a 53-year-old woman. I've traveled. I like to shop. These two people have created an empire, a look, a feel. Um well, I can't it, explain it. It's Well, so what's unbelievable. interesting is
0: it's it's all from the standpoint of sort of product lines and commerce. So you can go to Dolly land and you know, that's like Dolly Parton's got her thumbprint all over all that, but that's like kind of an amusement park, right? Like this had amusement things in it, but it's not a carnival of any sort. It's not like, so it was really like a place where you could drag your kids uh, and they would be totally fine figuring out something to do within that complex like it's stand in line at the ice cream truck while you're going over looking at plate. You're saying it's a complex, like though. So, there's
1: no roof on it, it's all outside. No. It's beautiful. Well, yeah,
0: I mean, I'm, I don't mean it, it's not an arena, right? It's like an, an, an area, whatever you want to call it. It's you know, you said it's four city blocks, so yeah, and
1: it's outside. It's just it's and then and then they started taking over. And like if you're in there, you look across the street, and there's all these shops that look exactly like. This complex. So now they're taking that over. And then they're starting to take over a hotel. Um, I said to James... They're
0: taking over Waco is really what's happening.
1: Oh. They could legit... I think
0: there's something nefarious happening here.
1: They could... Stop it. They could start a religion and they would be successful and people would follow. Like, that's that's how powerful, brilliant, wealthy, like, these two people are. Just... I, all I kept thinking was, who's behind this? Like, you can't go from a little HGTV show to this and a Magnolia Network. Like, I don't know. We're gonna. Spend, well, you I don't can. Wanna, <laughs> you absolutely can because they have. It's just. It's unbelievable. It's worth. The trip. Because they have the right
0: people doing the right things, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, frankly, they probably, uh, you know, they thought big or somebody thought big enough of them in the beginning. And this, you know, this little roadmap that they've laid out for themselves, you know, you're right. It's huge. Um, it's, it's, it's really impressive. So, you know, uh, while you were looking at, you know, how all the boutiques look the same or whatever, for me, I was just like zooming out because I'd already sat through two and a half hours of waiting to get biscuits at their place. And now I'm like walking around their place and just like their, their market area and taking it all in. And I'm like, you know, from, from when you zoom out and, and look at it from a business standpoint, it's really impressive. So.
1: Yep. And, um, I would say that if you are fans go, go, um, there's no reason not to, it's, 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 it's worth it if you're a fan of theirs if you've read their books if you get their magazine you have to see it in person i'm not even a fan i know who they are um I can never say I'm a fan. I think I watched a couple of shows.
0: I'm a fan now. I am too. (laughs) I mean, just seeing it. I am too. I mean, I'm not going to watch other shows or whatever, but it's like, you know, when I get the blurbs from Wall Street Journal or any of these, you know, uh, news sources and I see their name, you better believe I'm going to read the article from now on. It's really impressive. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to be working on a show for them next month. So did I leave that part out? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> that okay that's so crazy that was weird so we leave Waco and how many well, days no later? no we
0: got plenty to talk no, about no, Waco I know yet.
1: I'm just I'm saying oh. we left Waco how many days later did you get a call for a show on the Magnolia Network
0: two weeks two weeks later okay
1: that's really weird
0: yeah it is I can't really talk about it though it's a pilot and I've signed an NDA uh, which brings up the bigger issue that you know we're doing this road trip and that's fantastic but we're going to run out of money if pops doesn't book some work. So, uh, starting in October, I will legit be working remotely, uh, on this new show for, um, Magnolia network. And I'm pretty excited. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I think mentioning, that I had been to Magnolia Market in Silos actually helped me get the interview. Really? And I don't interview anymore. You know that. I've been doing this too long. Like I, It's a phone call or an email or whatever. You
1: think they sounded impressed?
0: I generally don't. I think they were impressed that I knew what they were talking about. Oh nice. Yeah. Okay. You can't me. Maybe, maybe
1: they should maybe I should talk to them. Well they are
0: thanking you because you know, you're gonna be the one spending all the money, I'm sure. So <laughs> okay. your thank you's in the mail. All right. Um, so um
1: I'll do your interview next time. How's that?
0: Uh, okay. <laughs> hey now. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Don't you threaten uh, me with a good time?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh anyway, um, So
0: let's get to the dark stuff.
1: Yeah, let's go to the Davidians.
0: Yeah. yeah. So in the middle of wait, rewinding just a touch in the middle of our wait uh, to get into Magnolia Biscuits. Uh, <laughs> Magnolia Table. Magnolia Table. Uh, we decided, rather than sit there in the parking lot and watch people get rejected for two hours, we decided we were actually going to head out to the Branch Davidian compound. There is a church there now. It's been rebuilt. Uh, the ministers, minister of that church is... Um, adamant about telling their story uh and uh and and telling it in such a way that everyone realizes that what happened back in the 90s was not the heart and soul or the uh intent yeah the message of the original uh branch davidian compound, or the, the, what is the name of the members, church?
1: Members, the members, the Branch Davidian members. that was Yeah, not but they're their... not
0: Branch Davidian. What's the name of the church? Uh, Carmel, uh, anyway. Mount,
1: Mount Carmel, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. I gotta look it up.
0: So anyway, uh, the minister now was there, like, you know, in the flock way back when, and uh, runs the church now, and it's also a memorial. Unfortunately, on the day we got there, uh, it was raining, and... They
1: don't do tours. Okay, first of all... This is stop one of our death tour. So we like to see places where people have died. It's really morbid, and I can't explain it, but this is... Well,
0: we're not the only ones... (laughs) <laughs> okay. there were Babe, other cars there I,
1: there was one other car there let's be honest and when i told the two guys at hooters we were going to the davidians to see the compound they both the guys to my left looked at me with big eyes and i go is that a little morbid and they go uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so this was stop this is stop one on our death tour so more um, to come yeah definitely more to come so the unfortunate thing is that when you look it up um, on Google, it does tell you the hours of the tours and what the tour entails. And I wasn't quite sure until I read about it. Um, I thought maybe it was ran by the city of Waco or possibly even the state of Texas. I wasn't sure, like, what was being memorialized and who was making money off of it and where the money was going. And, and it didn't take much for me to find that it's actually the property is still owned by the Davidians. The FBI didn't take over the property. They just had a search warrant and that's where this whole siege uh, uh, you know, took place. Yes. But the Davidians actually own all those, those acres of land. So when this... Um, moment happened, this incident, and uh, the Davidians started, according to them, getting a bad rap and a bad name. A lot of Davidians left the area, but they still obviously held on to the land. So what they ended up doing was, as James said, this minister uh, was actually a follower of David Koresh's, but then he left because he felt that David Koresh didn't adequately Oh, I, I can't. I'm not. Well, he use, felt
0: like he was taking their message in the wrong direction. Right, and
1: you could read about this yourself. I'm. Which we're just paraphrasing. To
0: be true, so you know.
1: Yeah. So I'm. I'm obviously paraphrasing, but yes, James is right. He left, um, and uh, because he felt like the message wasn't going in the direction that he felt the Davidians had wanted. Uh, so when this all happened, and the namely,
0: incident- David Koresh was not the son of God.
1: Yep. Uh, and then, uh, then this minister came back and now they do tours and it's donation only, but the tours are only done when weather is good because it's an outdoor tour. And yeah. this day, the weather, it was pouring rain. And so I said, let's just go anyway. Um, and we did again, if you follow me at Skiptown Denise and um, our Instagram at Skiptown all stars as well, I'm going to post a lot of video and pictures because we went there and the most intriguing thing for me, I mean, there were several, was the FBI house. Yeah.
0: So the house the F- across the street.
1: There is one house across the street from this compound. And that's where the FBI staged their, um, what's it Re- called?
0: Reconnaissance Their surveillance. Surveillance.
1: That's the word. They did their surveillance there. And um, it's still standing. Now, right. it says that, no, trespassing private property. Who knows if it's really private property? I took a ton of pictures. I mean, I, I literally could I was at the fence at the gate and it's just like one of those like wooden gates that comes up to your waist um, now the compound obviously burned but as james said cuz you did say they rebuilt it
0: well for the longest time i mean i actually went on reddit be- leading up to this and um you know there were people complaining like oh now at the site like they took out the old burnt school bus and they took this out and they took that out and it's kind of like well yeah i mean like you, like I don't particularly feel like uh, visiting a memorial. Like if it's a memorial and they're charging people to get in, then obviously they recognize that people want to remember this event or understand more about it. So I don't particularly feel that part is morbid. What is morbid is going on Reddit and saying, "Damn, this place sucks now that they took the burnt school bus out." <laughs> oh my god, weirdos! I know,
1: but I don't know why you go on Reddit. I told you, Reddit sometimes is crazy.
0: <sighs> it's good. I okay. Like it. So anyway, but I when get you a go there information there, it's all true.
1: <laughs> no, it's not, but okay. Um, when you go there, the tour is meant to inform <laughs> you about what the Davidians really truly believe and what happened there and their version of why it happened. So actually, to be honest with you, I was really super interested to hear what their version is of it. I have what Wikipedia's version, I have the FBI version. I would love to know from a true Davidian, what their version is of why it happened. Um, we didn't well, get that. we're going
0: to have to save that for the next trip to Waco because it's out there. We just couldn't get to it that day. It was all fenced up. But we took some photos and, uh, you know, we, it was, it was, um... It was pretty heavy being out there just thinking about it, like, you know, knowing what happened, knowing about the school children and all that stuff, the church kids. And And it's very far. It's messed up just how, you know, sort of avoidable that thing can be if people just critically think for themselves. But. um,
1: So, like, 25 children. So that was a
0: downer. But then we had biscuits and. Yeah, the one thing I want
1: to go back to Waco real quick. It's really off the beaten path. So the Davidian compound is not easy to find.
0: The main road in ends at gravel, and then you make a left, and then you can see the church.
1: When you are driving there, I can just speak for myself. When I was driving there, I just thought like, wow, they really were in the middle of nowhere. And how easy it is when you are away from everyone to create your own laws and rules and whatnot i mean they really did create there was a compound and it was really far off the road um it was really far off the road and that gravel road their compound was also far off the gravel road um to see it in person is just uh i don't know it's something
0: well that's what all great cult leaders do i mean they sequester their followers from their families or from you know public scrutiny or just the public at large you know it's kind of like I don't know how many bullet points there are to becoming a cult leader, but uh, I know that's at least one or two of them right there. So yeah,
1: they um, they hit that one, and people would obviously disagree with you that they were a cult. But um, for, in, in any case, whatever that's a different subject uh, argument. Um, they really were away from a lot of people.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, so that then was after- a downer. Then we mm-hmm. did the Magnolia. Enterprise stuff. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, it really. What it went from. It and we really... were still
0: feeling a little sullen, although a little slightly energized after visiting Magnolia. But the only thing that could really get our minds off of everything oh, was me. a Baylor football game. Is that what it was? We went to we went to the Baylor football game. Yeah, and we watched them beat the crap out of Albany from New York. Um, Those
1: poor kids were in our hotel.
0: Yeah, so I had to explain to Denise uh, they were in our hotel. We didn't see much of them after the game uh, that night, uh, but they lost like. I don't know, 757 to seven or something like that. But um, the game itself was great. I had to explain to Denise that, you know, for the larger Division I NCAA football programs, the first three games of every year generally go like this. If 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 you really want your team to be in contention for the playoffs in Division One, then you will schedule a game with a very tough opponent for your first three non-conference games. So, um, you know, Ohio State played uh, Notre Dame this year. Those are very big names. Everybody knows who those schools are. Uh, but then the following week, Ohio State played Sister Mary Elephant's School for the Blind. So, um <laughs> When we were in Baylor, they were playing their version of that school, uh, Albany, New York. And I had to explain to Denise that uh, she said, This is a shame. Like they send these kids out there, it's a meat grinder, literally. <laughs>
1: oh, so, um, I felt so bad. And I for said, those Yeah, kids. but the
0: school's getting a ton of money for their other programs because Albany. New York is, you know, I mean, they're making bank off of this game, watching their, uh, watching their young players just get their heads kicked around for 48 minutes. Okay, seriously,
1: as like a non-football player watching
0: person, all I saw- Denise wanted to represent them as their mother and say, I want all my kids off the field right now. This game is ridiculous. Uh,
1: You know what it looks like? (laughs) Have you ever seen like the cartoon where like, um, or I don't know, whatever, the show or whatever, where people are flying up in the air, like, like, like. Yeah. Like they're running like through a crowd, yeah, like a bad
0: Adam Sandler movie.
1: Yeah, and people are just flying up in the air. Yeah, that's what this two hours of these kids yeah, it
0: did. It looked like porkies
1: It's like limbs everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad for them. Yeah,
0: they got they got their asses beat, but um, you know it's, it's just how un- it is. It's like that's hey, an
1: understatement. Yeah,
0: like you kids want new uniforms, you better get your asses down to Waco then and play Baylor. <laughs> it's like. that's how it is you know it's like listen the softball team needs new bats you know (laughs) like it's up to you guys to go down there and not get hurt for when we get into conference play there's
1: no way if my kid were a football player or the quarterback for that albany team i would be screaming and crying because he is just getting sacked Uh after sacked after sacked
0: yep i know and there were players probably on that field they're like uh, you know, they're looking for like, they're like, we're pretty good. Like we could win our league, the our conference this year, which is much lower a conference than the one they're currently playing an opponent against. <laughs> uh, but you know, they're thinking like, Oh my God, I just got to stay healthy so that when we go play Eastern central Michigan tech, <laughs> like I can actually survive and we could like win a championship. That had season. to be
1: the longest two hours of those kids' lives.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I mean, they got to do it. I, I, I think every, If I'm not, I think most of those uh, sort of subdivision NCAA one schools uh, have at least one of those games on their schedule every (sighs) year. But it was a perfect date night. You know, Denise is always dragging me out to these sporting events. Just she just cannot get enough. So uh, I suffer for my love, you know. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. So anyway, next morning we got up. Did we stay in Waco again? We left because we were in that dingy hotel.
1: Yeah, we left the next day because we went to the West Festival.
0: Oh, that's right. So at the Baylor game, there was an older gentleman and his much younger wife who were kind enough to tell us about West Texas, <laughs> West comma Texas. It's literally like the name of the town. Uh, and they were having... Uh, wet- I'm laughing because you know why I'm laughing. Wet- You're laughing because I just said uh, his an older gentleman <laughs> and his much younger wife. And you almost like totally embarrassed us by saying oh is this your daughter oh, or something like oh, that i had to
1: stop myself so i'm talking to honey, him. we're in
0: the south like things are done different here it's like it's Think no, of, it's not a Think not. of it as Beverly Hills, okay? It's not it's different just like in the Beverly South. Hills. It's
1: like everyone has a young wife or girlfriend. It's stupid. I know. Think of it
0: like, you know. It's no
1: different than. Don't say it's different in the South. It's just like that everywhere. You don't think no, I don't old th- men I don't, in Ohio? I don't think, I don't think 80 year old young-
0: men. Well, no, I don't think they marry 50 year old women. I mean, maybe some.
1: Okay, we're gonna call Uncle John and ask him if he has any friends who have young eyes. Right, I'll call
0: Uncle John anyway. Okay. I don't know if Aunt Jackie's gonna let him talk, but that's fine.
1: <laughs> Okay. Yeah. But so I'm talking to this gentleman who's gotta be like 70, and he's telling me that he's an alum of Baylor. And I was just about to say, Oh, so your daughter went here also. I was just and then and then something told me to stop. <laughs> and so Thank and, God. and so um I figured that. If his daughter had gone to Baylor, he would have said, I'm an alum and so is my daughter. But he didn't say that. So I didn't ask if the daughter was an alum of Baylor. And I'm so glad I didn't because it was, in fact, not his daughter.
0: It was his wife.
1: No, it was his girlfriend. Oh, nice. He still may be married.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Amen. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. So,
1: yeah, it was his girlfriend who doesn't live in Texas. She lived in Colorado.
0: Well, you got a lot of information out of them, didn't you? I did. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And one of the tidbits of information you got from them was to head out to West, Texas, and they had a, a carnival called West Fest. And we got there and quickly realized we couldn't take our dog inside. So that was a wrap on that. But that whole area, I guess, is a really Czech um, area. A culturally Czech area. Yeah, so it's kind
1: of crazy. Like uh,
0: they Czech Republic, Czechoslovakia, whatever you want to call it. There's yeah. a bunch of people there from the Czech Republic.
1: Yep, it's a very Czech area. And we were told that they have really delicious, of all things, barbecue. Well, we stopped
0: I uh we stopped for gas and I was like, "Oh, you know what? They're selling kolachi. My grandmother was Czech, my great-grandmother was Czech, so uh yeah, I'd love a little slice of kolachi." But we got in there and we realized, "Oh my gosh, there's a lot more to this place than no, just kolachi." No. You're
1: not even remembering
0: it right. I'm not? Not at all. I'm totally
1: removed. No, you're not. Right. So yeah. what happened was he told us that the food at the West Fest was incredible. He said it's just incredible. Well, yeah. We couldn't get in. Then we were hungry. Oh, we were looking for a place to eat. Okay, so I'm going to tell the story. So we were hungry, and I looked online of where to go that was open because that little area, all the restaurants are at the festival, so they're not open. So they're closed because they're at the festival, and what kept coming up over and over again was this, how do you say it, Schlotsky's?
0: Slovaceks.
1: Thank you. And so um, that place was open, and it came up as like gazillion reviews and five stars for barbecue. And I'm like, how is this Czech place the best barbecue? Like, and every review was like best barbecue in Texas. And I'm like, crap, no way. I need to see it for myself. But truthfully, it was the only place that was open. We had the address for the Schlotsky's.
0: Slovaceks.
1: <laughs> and so we had the address but did not know that it was actually a gas station like legitimately pull up and i go there it is but it's enormous i mean just enormous think of like a
0: long line of people waiting for food on both sides the bakery and the barbecue
1: yep and we had such a good meal i had a um uh brisket sandwich on homemade bread that they make right there the barbecue sauce was delicious the brisket was insane um I think I had potato salad with it and a pickle it was one of the best brisket sandwiches I think I've had in Texas so far that bread I'm still thinking about it in fact I asked him any way that we could go back and um and have it again uh, it didn't happen.
0: Well, we'll do it when we go see the Branch Davidians next time, I guess. Okay.
1: So anyway, so that was really, really delicious. It was delicious. really
0: good. I had the spicy barbecue sauce, and I got to tell you, that would smack the balls off a coyote. It was so good. <laughs> it was delicious. It was Don't ready.
1: really know what that means, but okay. And uh, and then like I posted a picture on Facebook of us being in West Texas, and somebody said you have to go to Schlavik's.
0: Slovaček.
1: <laughs> so, I I responded. You I said already
0: said that. Moving on.
1: No, I didn't what? say that. I did not say that somebody said we need to go there. So somebody on my Facebook said, "Oh, oh my afterward. god, you need to go there." And I said, "We've already been." It, it's Jennifer, and mm-hmm. she said, "I've." I said, "You've been there." I said, "We were there." I go, "You've been there." She's like, yeah, it's one of the best places to eat, and it was. So I was just surprised that somebody else knew about West texas and knew of this place so i guess it's a thing um okay so um i think now would be a really good time to talk about we had been in texas now for a couple of days we'd been to abilene Mm -hmm. we've been to waco Mm -hmm. we went to west Coma, texas yes (laughs) and then we're heading to austin yeah and um at this point what how are you feeling about texas
0: uh, surprisingly loving it and not like I, I, I mean, everybody talks about how people in Texas are cool. Um, at this point in our trip though, everybody had been nice to us. Uh, there was that one guy at the gas station who the minute we told him we were from LA, he suddenly stopped and said, well, don't California, my Texas. Um, I, uh, I, it, it was mixed emotions because there were so many cool neighborhoods, or if you want to live out in the sticks, you totally can and get yourself a big fat house on a nice piece of land. Um, And it's, you know, it seemed for the most part, super affordable. Uh, It's just a highly politically charged state. You know, that's, that part's a little difficult because uh, you know, there were obviously, Court cases that happen. I don't know if you guys follow the news, but uh, there are a lot of things that happen politically in the United States with the Supreme Court. And uh, I saw as we were going around, like, I don't know if you pick up on this stuff, but, you know, I read a little, I get around the internet, and I know what uh, an oath keeper symbol looks like or, I you don't. know, a three percenter. I or, don't. Like, what does it look like? I do. Well, I can't explain it on a podcast. I, I put it in the show notes. But basically, um, there are these little like bumper stickers or T shirts, like these 1776 T shirts oh, that you that see, I've heard of. and all yes. that other stuff. Yes, like um, yes, I've like, heard of that. Like all these little symbols for all these sort of paramilitary groups that have sort of burgeoned, you know, like bubbled up in the United States, especially over the past four years. Like, Let's just be frank. They feel comfortable walking around in the streets now and just being who they are, whereas, you know, maybe four years ago they didn't. But what I will say is this. Did um, you see
1: that while we were traveling? I
0: saw a lot of it. Uh, In fact, I heard of a lot of it. Even when we were back in Roswell, there was a guy who was reading a placard with one of those shirts on, and the placard in the UFO museum of all places was talking about how a neighborhood in Los Angeles accidentally had like bombs dropped on it at some point. And his response to that was, oh, well, at least they hit something. You know, meaning it's okay to, yeah, 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 to yeah. bomb Angelinos basically. And so... Um, what did his shirt look like? It's just, uh, you know, it was one of those... I think he was one of the 1776 guys or whatever, you know? And so it's like, hey, huh. you know, whatever, great. Like, I just think it's a bunch of bullshit. I'm not going to lie. It's like, sure, you got your weapons. Everybody can say you can have your weapons. Um, Texas is a, is a, you know, Texas, no problem. You can carry um, with, you know, the minimum credentials or what have you uh without getting too much on a soapbox i think it's bullshit because frankly You're not going to launch a revolution, okay? You're just not. What you're going to do is pick up Timmy at t-ball practice at 4 o'clock, and then you're going to go home, and you're going to have pork chops with your wife, Sally, and then you're going to eat cheesy poofs with your daughter, Sarah, until you have to put her to bed at the end of the night. And then you're going to wake up, and you're going to go to work the next morning, you're going to do it the next damn day. So let's not think that you're some freedom fighter that you're not, because you're not. It's just the only service you can provide this country is to get up, do your job and take care of your family every day. That doesn't mean killing other Americans. Okay. I think you're full of shit. Um, I'm a gun owner myself coming out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anything I else believe in share? responsible ownership, <laughs> yeah. just like a lot of people
0: mm-hmm. say they do. Um, I tend to think that I walk the walk a little more. Like I, we all knew that crazy kid in high school, that we said if he ever shows up with a gun, we're all going to get killed, right? Like mm-hmm. he's going to take all of us out. So let's admit it. There are people in our neighborhood, your neighborhood, my neighborhood, everybody's neighborhood, who shouldn't have the ability to go out and buy a firearm at will. Um, so there are crazy people who shouldn't have guns. Now, so ha- the argument is, sure, you can have guns or whatever, but but to bring it back, this isn't, this isn't about the Second Amendment because... I feel like that's already won. Like that, that I, I don't see America doing anything about responsible gun ownership anytime soon. I'm sorry, maybe I'm being negative. That's just how I feel. But what I. History has proven you right. I know unfortunately it is unfortunately i mean even in you know i mean we're okay. talking we're talking two hours outside of uvalde right. you know yeah it's no, like people right. are walking around wearing these shirts so i just think it's bullshit you're not the freedom fighter you think you are you're not special forces you're not a navy seal right you're joey who got his ass beat in high school all the time and now you're a little salty and you can buy some bullets and all that other stuff and it's like if you want to go nuts sure a percentage wise uh there's a fraction of people like that who are going to go out and do really, really nefarious things, you know? Um, But for the most part, beating your chest and wearing these stupid t-shirts with these stupid slogans is so immature. Like just grow up seriously. Like, so you
1: saw that. Okay. So how does that, let's bring it back to the question of, did you think Texas was going to be what you thought it was going to be?
0: It actually surprised me because,
1: so you saw those shirts, was that the majority of people that you saw?
0: Absolutely not. Um, it absolutely wasn't. It was a reminder, you know, I mean, look, we come from Southern California. There aren't a ton of those t-shirts running around there, right? In right. fairness. We were in Seattle, not a ton of those t-shirts. Uh, Salt Lake City Airport, a couple of those t-shirts, but not many, right? Um, you need to point that shit out to me next time. I, I'm actually- no, you it's, have to. It's, now um, I'm going to
1: have to look it up.
0: It's a disservice it's like it's
1: i can't be blind to that it's but not that's fair. my whole
0: point it's like
1: i need to know my people that are but around the, me. but there's
0: but that's my whole point it's a bunch of bluster for nothing so why bother pointing it out or magnify they want you to look at it it's oh. kind of like okay. um okay okay you know it's kind of like um it's their version of purple hair you know what i mean oh Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, it's got like it. I got to wear my politics on my t-shirt. It's like who gives a shit? Like I don't give a shit what you believe. Do you give a shit what I believe? Nobody gives a shit what I believe. I just want, I'm on a podcast, and you know, 20 people either dipped out just now when I was giving my thing, <laughs> or they're fast forwarding. They're like, yeah, whatever, man. Just get to the part where you're in West Texas, you know. And so, um, so to bring it back to answer your question, uh, I would say that uh, I our reception. By and large, as Californians, when people when we revealed ourselves to be yeah, boo Californians, uh was actually more positive than it's been in other states. You know? Agreed. Would you agree with that?
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, so
0: that part, I'm not gonna lie, kind of shocked me. Um, you know, I I feel like uh, uh there are people And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe if I moved to their town, they would say, we don't want you here. You know what I mean? But I felt like there were people, even the two younger guys that I was talking to, they told me straight up, like, oh, yeah, we lean conservative, you know? And I'm like, great. Uh, I used to lean conservative way back when I was your age. And, you know, things are different for me now. That's all that matters. Like, I don't mind arguing with one of my, you know, quote, unquote, dad's Republicans, you know, like if you want to argue policy, then that's great. Let's have a civil, di- d- you know, discourse. If you want to argue democracy, uh, I'm not going to let you win that argument. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we're not going to have that discussion because mm-hmm. you're nobody I want to be around. Got it. So it's kind of like, it, so that's a thing. But, um, I will say, uh, Texans surprise me. And I feel a little bad about it because other than the knuckleheads I'm, I was talking about earlier that I went off on a tear on, um, I feel a little bad about it because, you know, 90% of the people that I've come into contact here in this state have been so welcoming, you know? Well, I
1: think that there's, I mean, look, um, there are, there is a group of people for every group of people, meaning that there's a group of people to make other people look bad. And that's in everywhere you go. There's always going to be a fraction of people that make the majority, can tend to make, can 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 lean to, oh, I'm not using the right words, but can make the majority look bad. So
0: Absolutely. So case in point, there are people in Los Angeles right now who are mad that you don't want homeless encampments out in front of elementary schools.
1: Yeah, that's you know? insane.
0: So that's like... So and That can, makes us look bad. So I can't talk to that person either. I can't, you know what I mean? Yep, it's agreed. Like, agreed, agreed, 100%. Uh, like, I feel like politically... Well, oh, listen to me. Like, a lot of people say I don't belong to either party, blah, blah, blah. Like No, I feel like politically I... I really am a moderate who who leans Democrat. You, you know,
1: know what? You say it so much better than I do, because the truth is I say stupid is stupid. And well, someone who wears a 1776 shirt to me is stupid. And someone who thinks an encampment outside of a kid's school is stupid. So to me, stupid is stupid. I know. And it doesn't matter. Know, but
0: I mean, look, I don't, it's just, you know, the whole mechanism of politics and news. I understand why people hate the news. You know, I get that or hate the media. Um, I get that because the whole mechanism is to be divisive or to scare. It's, it's one or the other, you know, and that's what sells. I mean,
1: so, so. For, so for your thought, it was the small group of people have has given Texas a bad name for you or given you an idea of a Texas, a Texan that really wasn't accurate up until this point of being, you know, in West comma, Texas because um, we'd been now in Texas for yeah I
0: mean it'd be fair I didn't see any of these people in West Coma, Texas but okay. uh, right, right, you know but what my, I'm saying yeah. just like in our travels I know okay um, uh, I would say um, it wasn't what you thought it was going to be like there are a couple of sort of hitches for me politically that would probably keep me from moving here but damn they got me thinking about it because the people are so nice you yeah. know what I mean mm-hmm. it's like it's really tough for me as a father of three daughters to yep. move, like, to move to a state, like, and give my money to a state that doesn't recognize uh, freedom of choice. Exactly. So my politics are mixed, but I didn't honestly feel like so many states were as mixed, and that has been enlightening, frankly. You know, um, I mean, I I I suspected that red states were hardcore red, and I. Expected that the blue states were hardcore blue, and I'm finding purple people everywhere. Is what I'm saying, you know. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I have to say that um, coming to Texas was very eye-opening for me. We had been only about I don't know three days in at this point, four days in, and um, I realized that I am closed minded as open-minded as yeah, I we
0: can be for sure. People as op- can be, everyone can be.
1: As open-minded as I thought I was, um, definitely very close-minded uh, I, in relation to what I thought I was going to encounter when I came to Texas. Um, there is something to be said about don't mess with Texas and it also being a very friendly place. And yeah. those are two opposites.
0: Like, don't mess with Texas. Welcome to Texas. You know? Absolutely. Like,
1: Absolutely. You know. um, everyone is really, really nice. Um, I have a very hard time rationalizing that our friend lives in Texas and he absolutely hates it and can't wait to leave. Yeah, I have to talk to him about why he hates it so much though. You know, there are many reasons why you hate or you can hate where you live. Sure. It could be based on bad memories. It can be based on your financial situation. It can be based on your job. It can be based on your love life. Um, so all of those go into play when someone loves or hates a place they live. Uh, just out of the gate, not knowing anything about Texas, um, other than its politics, I was really pleasantly surprised with everyone I met. I'd been to Austin for about a week, but I really wasn't visiting Austin. I was visiting a friend, and um, I didn't really get to experience many people. Right. Um, this was different. Uh, I really like it. It's so unfortunate that we have to think about politics when you and I are traveling. Uh, and it doesn't—not everybody does. My girlfriend, who is um, not conservative, uh, she told me, "I'll move to Dallas. I'll move to Dallas in a heartbeat. Um, I don't care that they're that they're red." She said, "Think about all the people that are Republicans that live in um, Los Angeles, yeah, Orange County, Orange County." She said, "And they have sure. to they have to deal with our blue stuff all the time, but." I remember when my parents moved from Chicago to Florida, politics wasn't an issue. Um, I knew when I was growing up, family members had to move for work all the time. I had more than one. My brother had to move from Chicago to Colorado. Politics wasn't an issue. It's so unfortunate that we have to think about that wherever we reside. Um, I really like Texas. Uh, I really like the people I've met. Everyone is so, so friendly. Um, They stop and talk. It's weird. Like, we were out sitting outside of that gas station having lunch.
0: Yeah, and three people came up and talked to us, two or three people. Out of
1: the blue. One yeah. lady even bought a bottle of water because she had not seen that our dog, that Roxy, had water in her bowl. like She couldn't tell. And so she bought a bottle of water from the gas station and brought it to us. She must have thought we are bad dog owners. <laughs> but uh, but not And sure. then she was like, here, keep it. And then she was talking to us, asking us all kinds of questions. Um, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've, I've found that. Like it's been a long time since I've had that.
0: I mean, you know, um, I'm not so I mean, living in L.A., it's like. You can get that if you seek it. Um, No, you you can't. I'm sorry. I disagree. Nobody's going to talk to you? You can disagree all you you? want. I always found somebody to talk to at the bakery. Really? At the gas station? At the
1: gas station. Somebody would stop and talk to you. Who wants
0: to to talk at the gas station? Okay.
1: At the gas station, though, more than once, people would stop and talk. We don't have barbecue at the gas station in Los Angeles. You were getting gas, and people would stop and talk to you. I saw it.
0: They were asking me if the pump was there's a pump that wasn't working. (laughs) Nobody's talking at the gas station. It's like being at the pisser. Like Uh, nobody wants to talk in that moment. They just want to do their business and get the hell out of there. Okay.
1: I don't know. I'm sorry. uh, Wherever I went, people were talking. I guess so you're saying then that basically the people are just as friendly in Los Angeles as they are in Texas.
0: I would never say that
1: you're saying it now.
0: I didn't say that. You're putting words in my mouth. You're saying that there's a friendly... I'm saying you can find friends in LA if you're seeking them. There are other people who are also looking for friends.
1: Okay. So any case, from I my experience... I think there are friendly
0: people in LA. I do. I mean... Uh, I don't, I'm not
1: saying that they're not, but you brought up LA and I was saying that I don't... I have yet to have the same friendly interaction in Los Angeles or anywhere that I've been thus far in our travels as I've had in Texas. That's my experience.
0: I disagree with that. I mean, I can't I, say the same. I've had great experiences in... I mean, I mean we wouldn't have lived there for as long as we did
1: i'm not saying that i didn't what i'm saying is that people in texas as a stranger were so much more friendly than they were to me when i moved to los angeles as a stranger and up until this point with all of our travels from los angeles to texas i've still yet to be in a state where somebody is as friendly as the texans are that's been my experience
0: um that's just my
1: experience yeah so um yeah no
0: I would say they're damn friendly here for sure I mean but I thought people were friendly in Santa Fe um well I
1: actually have to think about that now because you're saying to me like the people in Santa Fe were just as friendly and that makes me think it's a different vibe hold on that makes me think though did I have a different perception of what I was going to did I have a different expectation Oh I
0: think we both did and, and what you were going to experience here in Texas Yes yeah absolutely So I think
1: you put I think you like, nailed Texas it Texas
0: hate Californians I mean we're coming in with that so it goes back to what you were saying about how our parents never had to think about that stuff yeah. It's 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 like the equivalent of those guys who get in fist fights at ball games because like you know they have a few beers in them and all of a sudden they think they play for the Celtics you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I don't, but I'm I take using your the word Celtics because I hate the Celtics, but I'm using your I'm 'cause using, I'm a Lakers fan. I'm, I'm taking your word for it. I don't know what I mean? you mean. No, Like there I don't. are some people who go who get so swept up into Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the us versus them thing. Yes. Which yes. goes back to the t shirts I'm talking about. Okay. Where it's like, dude, you're just like you're like one of those guys at the football game who's like fighting some other dude because you both got drunk. And yeah. now everybody's kids have to see you act a fool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that, that was my big point with that, I guess. But
1: um, Yeah, I just, uh, I have to say that uh, my visit to Texas was just so much better than I anticipated.
0: Well, I think the key word for me would be genuine. When people say hello to me, they genu- genuinely here in Texas are saying hello. We came in here with generalizations and they've been proven wrong.
1: Yes, 100%.
0: Yeah. Um, And I can say that because I get about eight great neighborhoods where you could buy a house in Texas. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to move on. We're going to lighten the mood a little bit. We're going to get back on the road. We went down through Austin. Uh, Denise showed me around a little bit because she had been there before. It's a very cosmopolitan city, a very uh, Texas style of Cosmopolis, yeah, um,
1: cosmopolis. That's perfect. It was
0: super cool. You actually knew where the South by Southwest events all take place, so that was cool. Uh, we packed a lot in into a, a pretty quick drive through mm-hmm. of Austin. Uh, yeah. We knew going into it, we didn't want to stay there because Denise had already been there. She said it was super crowded, super city, and she knew we were super never going to want
1: super city or super shitty.
0: Super city. <laughs>
1: Sorry. Say that five times. Super, Super city like. Uh-huh. How's that? Um.
0: And uh she knew um uh, both traffic-wise and financially, that it was probably yeah, going like no to be two strikes for us. Um,
1: it's like a city. We'd have to find parking. It'd be expensive. would be the same mortgage like, we uh... were paying in LA.
0: We wouldn't have improved our condition. <laughs> oh, st- our you're talking condition. about a house?
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought you were talking about an Airbnb or a hotel. No, I'm no, no, so no, sorry. No. I'm so sorry. No, no.
0: I'm talking property. Like, oh, yeah. There's we're no reason. to buy a house. Yeah, there's no reason to we go there. knew that. that, right? Yeah. <laughs> You know we're looking to buy a house one day. Yes. Okay. Of
1: course, that's why we're doing this. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I thought you meant but, like.
0: Uh, here's here's uh, okay. So here's the Texas experience so far. It's Denise driving around looking for barbecue, and me <laughs> on Zillow diverting her when I find a house on Zillow that I actually want to look at it's so, pretty
1: accurate yeah. it's pretty accurate it's
0: like she drives around aimlessly looking for barbecue we've had it like 17 times I know in two at weeks. one
1: point he said to me barbecue again and my answer was I don't know if you remember I said when in Rome like when you're you do this like when you're in Italy you eat Italian food once I leave Texas I will not get the same barbecue so yes barbecue again
0: barbecue again <laughs> um and I'm a huge barbecue fan but it's like once in a while, you gotta have a piece of fish. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so anyway, um, so uh, Austin was just sort of a pass through for us. Uh, great city. I could see my kids spending time there if oh. we buy a house in New Braunfels. I said it wrong. I think on no, my I... no, but I was calling it New Bronze or something okay. like that. It's New Braunfels. Okay. Um, so uh, our Airbnb was kick ass. Oh, did, I did it... much better than the granny house the granny farmhouse in Roswell last episode. You did much
1: better. Um, uh I even took some videos. so again check the Instagram it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And uh we actually stayed there for a couple days. We did. Uh it was it it actually uh our little condo I yep, guess it, it was. It was a condo. Yeah. Uh that little place that we booked actually had uh, a back pathway where you could get to the Guadalupe Guadalupe River. So on Labor Day we actually took a day off and we just sat out uh by the chairs and watched people float the river in front of us. It was it was great. It was that was much needed. It was so sweltering hot. The one thing we've left out of like oh. a lot of these towns oh. is like it's just like it's been like blistering um humidity. I don't own nearly enough wicking shirts. <laughs> like <laughs> I was wearing cotton the first four days here. What a mistake. Seriously. I walked in just sloppy, sweaty mess everywhere. But, yeah, it's um,
1: very hot. And I don't know what I was thinking. I had no idea that Texas was so humid. I didn't know humidity existed in Texas. I actually thought Texas was dry. It's I It's not a know, dry heat. Nope, not it's at not all. It's been so hard to breathe.
0: Yep. We uh, ended up staying there for a couple days and then uh, got a lay of the land. I actually went to check out a few areas. Uh, so, in that corridor from Austin all the way down to San Antonio, there are a handful of places. We actually met um, when we were at Magnolia Table. There was a woman we met who was there with her daughter, and they live in Kyle, Texas. Which we actually drove through. Uh, there's another little town outside Austin called Buda, yeah, and which we really liked. Uh-huh. Um, it Had a very cool like little downtown area. Um, the uh, th- then there was uh, let me see, New Braunfels, uh-huh. and then Canyon Lake sits outside of there, which is like a resort area. Uh, it's got a dam, so it's some sort of reservoir. Uh, but people were swimming, boating, all that. Uh I did a drive around you were in your pajamas until I think three o'clock on Labor Day or something like that. Yep. Four o'clock. So yep. um Felt so, so I actually went, I busted out the Zillow. Uh Canyon Lake is it's really um it's sort of an eclectic group of houses. You have some old lake type cottages. You have some really big old houses and then you have some brand new construction type houses. Uh, But one thing you'll find consistent with all those areas or all those houses is that you will definitely find deer in your front yard. Like I drove past a yard that must have been 12 deer sitting in there, uh, an entire herd. (laughs) <laughs> is it a herd? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, you think I would know this. I actually like that area a lot. I got to say it it's uh it's worth a look. Uh especially to anybody who wants to move to Texas. The one recommendation I would give is that you know, along the freeway, the highway, um you have these service roads that'll run alongside them. So when you pull off on some of these towns, you think, "Wow, this place isn't nearly as cute as Bud- Buda." Mm. Buda Uh you're right this this place isn't nearly as cute as Buda um but don't be fooled uh just because you're seeing like a grocery store and Michael's and a Jiffy Lube and all this other stuff like lined up against the freeway like that's not really the town you have to get away from those service roads um and you know, those service roads just feed the highway on either side. But the minute you split off from those and start heading toward, just do a search for, like, old ice cream stores or, oh, <laughs> or you yeah, know, yeah. old burger stands or whatever, or the town square, or the town hall, or whatever you want to do a search for. Yeah. You're going to be really impressed with, like, some of these little towns. I mean, they're very, like... Charming. Yes. And picturesque and all that. So... Um, I know, I know our friend that we're going to talk to hates Texas, but, uh, I found a lot to (laughs) like in those little towns. Like that whole, I shouldn't say that whole, but, uh, we, we stopped like San Marcos was there. There were a couple other places. Um, and, uh, that whole stretch between Austin and San Antonio. I mean, if you can't afford a $1.2 million house in Austin and who can, right. Um, then, you know, maybe one of these towns is worth a look for you because there's still, you know, we're talking um, San Antonio is an hour and a half away. Austin may be an hour 15 in the other direction. You got a great airport on either side of you. You have, you know, well, I
1: mean, I think the state the-
0: capital. You have UT football games on one side. You have San Antonio Spurs on the other. That's pretty, like, sweet spot that, you know— if you're into the arts, all the cultural aspects of either city, like we talked about South by Southwest right. and all that. I
1: mean, the one thing that we did learn is that because Austin is so expensive and people can't afford to move there, um, more families are venturing out to those areas yeah. that you have just mentioned, and um, and you know, being finding themselves quite happy because really, I think New Braunfels. Am I saying it right? New Bronze, Braunfels. Braunfels was is only 30 minutes from Austin. Like yeah, that's pretty like that. amazing.
0: Yeah, and it's like. Uh, if you have to slip into the city for a oh, job that's like it's not super bad No, if you're working remotely then you're getting the best of both worlds Absolutely. you can have like you know your little plot of land uh, an affordable house and mortgage and then you get all the benefits like I said of either city you know if you're willing to drive a little further from there then you can go to San Antonio and right. get that sort of flavor hang and out at the Alamo which we did <laughs> which we did so yeah. so we left uh, after a couple of days in New Braunfels and checking out that whole area which we loved we did um we uh did Okay enough. even
1: though I did spend a lot uh, yeah, one, one day in you loved it because Look, you had a
0: down day yeah, yeah but
1: you took me down the main street and yeah. we sat by the river just to be able to float the river oh gosh like something as simple as that uh, and I, for all of you river loving people who have the river right in your backyard or yeah. any river all you people like, in
0: pigeon forge tennessee
1: you're so lucky boise I'm, idaho i'm super jealous you can bend float
0: oregon the,
1: yeah i'm jealous, screw jealous you,
0: screw you people <laughs>
1: <laughs> so for me floating a river on a tuesday seems like really uh luxurious
0: yeah for sure so uh, so we did another little pass through in, uh, San Antonio. Again, we're not looking to move to a big city, but we had to check out the Alamo while we were there. And of we course. did. And we did. And then, uh, we
1: did the river walk
0: and then we got a very mediocre deli sandwich and we did the river walk. Yeah.
1: The sandwich was yeah. really mediocre. And then,
0: um, we beat it out of there. At that point, um, it was time to get to Corpus Christi mm-hmm. to see Parker Gordon, our oldest. Yes. And we talked a lot with her in one of our last episodes.
1: Yeah, episode eight.
0: Yeah, about her experience in Corpus Christi. Let's talk to Denise. What was your take?
1: I really liked it. I did not know what to expect at all. I like San Padre Island.
0: (laughs) Right? (laughs) South Padre Island.
1: Oh my god. South Padre Island. Okay. You I just li- made up your own I geographical did. I location. Totally. Just made, it. made
0: up your own resort.
1: Padre Island. I think it's called Padre. It's just Padre yeah, Island. Yeah. So I really liked Padre Island. And we which, could actually
0: afford a house there, Zillowing again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and what it is is that um Corpus Christi sits on the Gulf of Mexico, but the way the water sits in the bay people can't swim there the water doesn't really move um so you have to drive to what's called the island and if you look on a map it literally looks like a sandbar and so that part sits beyond the bay and it sits on the gulf so the water is warmer cleaner like i mean just nicer and you're on white sand so um what's not to like like honestly um i thought corpus christi was a cute little city um i don't know like the area that we stayed in with our airbnb was nice it was across from a park i just feel like corpus christi is super easy to get around um literally i mean the whole town you can hit the whole town in 20 minutes like you go east 20 Right, you're at the water. Yeah, I'd say within and a half an like hour, north, easy. Yeah, you're at the sure. north side. Twenty, yeah. wide, like it's twenty minutes. The airport, twenty minutes. Um, super easy town to get around. That was a plus for me. I definitely would consider moving there. I just, if I can't move to Padre Island, then I want to see what my other options are. I like the Airbnb we stayed in. I just wasn't crazy about that area. The houses were too close together. I don't know. When I think Texas, I think land. So I want a little bit of property. I don't know if you can get it in a city like Corpus Christi. I'm not sure. The outskirts of Corpus Christi, like the north side, if I'm looking at a map correctly. Um, seemed a little sketchy but like any city because remember it's a city there's going to be sketchy areas so we're not talking like a little town with a little main street it's a legit city so a small city but a city nonetheless um, I liked it my first choice would be to move to Padre Island if we were going to look at homes
0: it's a different vibe it's Texas with a beach vibe so it's agreed a, it's a different it city is. than any of the other cities we've agreed
1: 100 it does have a beach vibe and with a beach vibe it's very carefree
0: the one thing I like about Padre Island is that uh, guys will just pull their pickup trucks right up to the shore and throw a couple PVC pipes out and slam them down into the sand. And then, you know, they'll have four fishing rods going right there on the beach, you know. Um,
1: Yeah, you can pull your car on the beach it's pretty incredible yeah. if you live in Florida you know this is no big deal I'm sure it's no big deal if you live in like other other beach towns but in California you cannot do that so for us it was a real treat to just pull our car right up yeah. to almost the shoreline
0: I really do think I could pull off the cowboy hat open shirt swimming trunks look you I know? think you could too <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, I didn't expect- you threw me for a loop I, th- I was expecting a snarky comment you got me You got me by not getting me. Babe, do it.
1: You know what? Do it tomorrow.
0: You got me by not getting me. All right, enough. I'm going to get
1: a cowboy hat for you. People are listening. And you are going to open up your shirt and you are going to walk around with swim shorts on tomorrow.
0: All right, now I don't want to do it. (laughs) Taking all the fun out of it because it didn't shock you. So uh, after our visit to Corpus Christi, yeah, we hightailed it up to Dallas. Uh, Neither of us had ever been in Dallas before. Mm -hmm. It was. Uh, An interesting visit. Uh, Huge city, lots of traffic. Oh, yeah. Lots of traffic. But it was pretty clean everywhere we went. Very. Like, everywhere was clean. I was like, okay, something is happening right here. We got to go to Deep Ellum one night.
1: Mm -hmm, We did. It's like their hip area. Their bars, nightclubs, uh, restaurants.
0: And we had a listener early on in our adventures that said, you have to stop... At Terry Dark's Black's. Terry Black Terry Dark.
1: <laughs> Deep Bellum and Terry Black's totally. You're close though. It's not Terry Dark. It's Terry I know. Black I, I D- just
0: like stuck on a D. Uh yeah. Terry Black's barbecue. Oh my god, this place was great. Did it, you like it?
1: I did. I I look, it's like one of the best barbecue places in Texas. The only thing for me. I like my sauce a little more sweet, so I'm probably more of a Kansas City-style barbecue yeah. sauce girl, but the barbecue itself, meaning how the meat was prepared and everything else, was really delicious.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, what did we do the night before? I forget about that.
1: I did laundry, remember? You did. Oh, my God. It was so much laundry that we had, I had to do at the hotel. That was
0: super hot yeah. when you did that. <laughs> um,
1: so we ordered food in when we went to the hotel in Dallas, and then the next day we did Terry Black's in the evening, for dinner, Terry Blacks for barbecue. Yeah, and then but Deep we got Bellum. to meet
0: up with a family friend. We did. Who goes she goes to SMU. Yep, and sweetest so, girl, Aspen.
1: Yep, we met up with Aspen and had lunch at Snuffers, and uh, what area is that? Uh, it's not Highland Park. No. it's a different area outside of SMU, which is just down the way.
0: But it's like an SMU staple, I guess. Yes, like a lot of a lot of a lot of collegians go there. Yes. Um, so
1: we we got to do that and that was nice. So it was kind of nice because since we stayed in downtown Dallas, it was um it was nice to go to SMU which is a little bit outside the city. I mean, it's yeah. still in the city, but like, you know, we weren't surrounded by big tall buildings there. We like had a little down like a little main street area that we could like walk around. It yeah. was really cute.
0: And we went and saw the JFK Memorial.
1: Yes, we did.
0: And the well, Texas Book Depository, which yes. is now some um, sort of records building, yes. Um, speaking of death tour, um, yeah, so, that was visit <coughs> number
1: two on our death tour,
0: yeah. Um, that and, one was and, really like that one was humbling though, because it was like, wow, like what you know about him as the president, it was before your time or my oh, time, oh, yeah. Um, but just to be there, you know, like they have an X painted right on the asphalt yep. uh, where it happened. Yep. They have a white placard up in the second from the top window at the Old Book Depository, which is now a museum. So you can see where. So you can see allegedly where Lee Harvey Oswald fired his shot. Mm-hmm. Um, the grassy knoll is right there. So you can stand on the grassy knoll. Um, there are all sorts of, it's Dealey Plaza, something like that.
1: D-E-A-L-Y? Yeah. L-E-Y or L-Y? Sorry.
0: Yeah. Just, I mean, like two, three blocks of monuments. It's pretty, it's pretty intense actually when you're standing there. Because
1: you have read about it in history books. You've seen documentaries about it and then you're standing there. Yeah. And then you're seeing how far the window is from where he was actually shot, right? Um, then all those stories in your head, of, was there a second shooter? Was there, you know, where, where the angle hit his body? Right. Like all of that, and you're actually physically seeing
0: it. Yeah. And when you see where he allegedly fired the bullet from and what it would take to hit the president in a moving car without today's technology, I got to say... I don't think I don't I don't think the story stands up.
1: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I actually want to watch more documentaries. Like when I left there, I said I need to really like see more documentaries now that I've been here. The only downside, which was disappointing, was that um, we got there rather late and the museum had already closed. So there's an actual museum that will take you up to the sixth floor. And from everything I've read and from listeners telling us that we should go there i am thoroughly disappointed that we did
0: not that was a second museum on our death that we were <laughs> you, not able to see
1: you are mike pence right?
0: am i i got a fly on my head <laughs> yes
1: anyway so then back to in. yeah really disappointed that we did not and we had to leave the next day so we could in the next day was sunday so we'd have to wait till monday so it was really i mean i hope we can get back to dallas because i do want to go to the sixth floor
0: yeah and we saw AT&T Stadium on our way out, so it'd be great to attend a game too. Even though I'm not a Cowboys fan, oh, it would be fun. But, um, I agree. You know, watching Texans do Texas stuff at the Cowboys game—I mean, that'd be crazy. So that's classic, uh, I'm right? Into that. thats yeah. like
1: like that's Texas. Yeah, yeah, for
0: sure, <laughs> for sure. Um, so anyway, that's sort of the recap of our Texas adventure. Um, yes. I will say uh, I have some top fives and bottom fives to you.
1: I do. You okay. go first. You
0: go first with your likes.
1: Okay, so my top five for Texas: number one, Hooters in Abilene. I don't know <laughs> about your Hooters and uh, other cities of Texas, but I'm going to say. Abilene Hooters.
0: Abilene's got you beat.
1: Yep, number one for me.
0: That's nice.
1: That beat Waco. I mean, that totally beat Magnolia Table. Yeah, I did. Uh, okay, so number two, Magnolia Table. Number three, um, the Davidian Compound. Just seeing the FBI house was like crazy. Um, number four for me would be going to a Baylor game because I don't have never been to a college football game and going to a football game like Baylor where Everyone comes out because there is no college There is no national, you know, um, professional football team yeah. in Waco. So this is their team. Like that stadium was full of green.
0: That was a great Saturday night. It
1: was green, right? Was Baylor green? Yeah, well, or?
0: they were all the kids were wearing. It's yellow and green. yeah.
1: Okay, it was pretty cool. Yeah. So that's number four, and then number five for me, I would have to say, um, going to uh, see Aspen at smu oh, that's so sweet yep that was my that was a highlight of my my five
0: well if she ever listens she'll know
1: <laughs> you're right my bottom five
0: wait okay. i gotta oh. do my tops oh
1: i'm sorry go ahead
0: you mentioned the baylor game i liked mclean stadium slash friday night lights we were driving down the freeway in west texas like the real western side of texas on our way from uh uh wherever to Abilene and uh we actually saw from the freeway a high school football game It's true. all the lights lit up it just gave me such nostalgia for you know my, you were Friday night lights my one... own glory days yes. no i mean just like everything you know about Friday night lights the tv series the movie but the you nature of the beast. You here really in Texas. were
1: Friday Night Lights, though. So like you're. Oh, I, I did, yeah. Because you're from a small town, and oh, football yeah, was a big deal.
0: Absolutely, and it was just like those kids are so lucky they get to go out there and mash heads <laughs> every Friday night. Like I'm so jealous. Like kids, you gotta live it up while you can. When it's over, it's over, but that was great. I really like service lanes and dedicated (laughs) U-turns. You
1: do love those U-turns. Oh my
0: God, a dedicated U-turn. You don't have to wait for the light to change and hope some guy coming around the corner isn't going to hit you. When you get off on the service lane that runs parallel to the freeway in Texas, there will be a lane most times as you come up on the left that's dedicated where you can just loop around and jump right back on the other side. You don't have to wait for Joe Schmo and his truck across the way to turn left or right or whatever. It's just a lane, a continuous lane that keeps going. I love that. Texas, you won't get a ticket. You will not get a ticket. (laughs) So, uh, I like that. I love the people, the people we talked about at length. They surprised me with how much they love me. I'm not going to lie. So, uh, You are hysterical. I know I could do well in a small Texas town, despite being a Southern Californian. Babe, you speak country. I do speak country. I speak a little redneck. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, Slovacek's in West Texas. I really liked a lot. Best damn barbecue you'd ever get at a gas station other than Joe's in Kansas City. (laughs) Moving on. Uh, I like how people say yes or no, sir, here. Yes or no, sir. That's a good one. Yes or no, sir. Um, there's a level of respect for people you don't exactly know or you're not exactly required to respect, if that makes sense. And yet, they offer it. How about that? What a concept. A little bit of respect as a fellow person coming down the street. So uh, I like that a lot. And uh, I don't know what number I'm on right now, but one uh, thing that I definitely enjoy seeing are these $250,000 $250,000 trucks running around on the streets. They're amazing. Oh my God. Like these trucks cost more. Like I just, seriously, I, I don't think I I've honestly them. don't know how their wives, uh, like uh, their wives are cool with them buying these decked out trucks. You know what I mean? It's like, I know they don't have it set. Like it's not about asking permission for your wife or whatever, but there are women, you know, who are like, uh, not from nothing, but we don't have any rice or beans in the cabinet, you know? <laughs> And it's like, meanwhile, you're driving around in this apartment building. Oh, my God. Okay. They're so lush, plush. They are the bomb. I'm serious. I, like, I get it. I get why people want to jack up trucks, all that stuff. So, If you lived here, would you have a jacked up truck? I would want one. I don't even. I pick. just. I, they uh, all
1: look the same to me. So uh, to, I didn't even notice them, to be honest with you. Oh, so, no. like, no, no, they're super no. expensive.
0: Don't. Be. Yeah, they're really expensive. I mean, I'm exaggerating. Me. I'm exaggerating when you I have, say two fifty, but I know they're six figures.
1: Are right, you have to show me a six figure pickup truck? Because I swear to God, they all oh look the God, same. Oh my God! Throw
0: up a stick, seriously. They're all around you. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead How serious. How could you
1: not show me? <laughs> How could you not show me? Well, because
0: I want to buy one, and I don't want you to know how much they cost. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, you can go on with your dyslexia now. (laughs) You can go on with your dislikes now.
1: Um, My dislikes. Okay, so my first dislike, um, that the drivers in Texas are crazy. They They drive like... 90 miles an hour in the slow lane. I mean, honestly, my daughter was telling us about it and I just didn't believe her. I don't understand it. I'm a fast driver and I had to pull off because 85 wasn't fast enough for some people in a 60 already. So that was a major dislike. The humidity, I can't handle the humidity. I didn't realize how how humid it was here. Um, That was very challenging. I don't like the humidity. So that's a number two. Uh, number three, I don't like that Corpus Christi is an airport that doesn't have nonstop flights.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it does. If you want to go to San Antonio,
1: (laughs) (laughs) they call themselves an international airport. And yes, they do fly internationally, but you have to stop three different cities just to get to New York.
0: Yeah, I don't think that qualifies as internationally.
1: No. Um, another dislike I have, um. I actually don't know. If you want to be honest, it's okay. I, I know mean, you really liked it. I don't want to go into politics. There are things yeah, I we already did. Yeah, that. We, beat, um,
0: we beat that horse.
1: I don't have another dislike. Like I really don't. Okay. Yeah, I really. That's it. That those are my dislikes, and I only had three of them.
0: Okay, good. Well, that's good. I have five. So. uh <laughs> go right ahead let's go uh let's start out with uh the mosquitoes oh they are like that's such a good one. Oh like i wish carnets. i had that one like in corpus christi <sighs> i could not walk the dog without seven welts you know they were the worst they're aggressive they're twice the size of <sighs> california mosquitoes
1: that's a really um, good one Can everything
0: I- really is bigger in texas and the mosquitoes hit you like like it's like you know,
1: you know, like back in the 70s where they had those bee movies where people would get swarmed by bees covered from head to toe and yeah. would walk with like bees all over them. That's how it was with mosquitoes that in That was me
0: unloading a, a bag from our van. Yep, yeah, Me
1: too. God, that's a good um, one. I wish I had taken that one. Yeah. Okay. You should
0: hate speed bumps, by the way. You should really Why hate Why don't you speed just bumps. stick
1: to your dislikes?
0: To be continued. Um, <laughs> you should really hate speed bumps. Go. Yeah. Uh, I hate Corpus Christi roads because they have so many potholes in them. It's impossible to keep your car straight with one hand.
1: <laughs> it's nuts.
0: It's like, seriously, somebody like in a state this size, you would think they would be able to dig up some asphalt somewhere and apply it to these streets. It's a joke. The Corpus Christi streets are nuts. Um The other thing I would say is keeping it in Corpus Christi for a second. Your coffee scene sucks. I'm sorry. I I don't know how anybody outside of walking distance from downtown gets caffeinated in the morning. How are you people thriving like how do you get up in the morning and go and do your job like is everybody just drinking red bull in this state because it's so humid i don't understand i could not find a good coffee within four miles of our house oh okay that's That's brutal that's long like from our airbnb that's that's that was pretty brutal yeah so uh not a fan of the coffee scene um that's like three or four now right
1: Mm, i think that's four that's four
0: okay so here's my least favorite thing about texas (sighs) McLean Stadium Baylor University I like both those things don't get me wrong Um, your DJ (laughs) and (gasps) your band leader need to stop this ugly civil war against each other (laughs) if you want to talk about laying down arms and putting politics aside your DJ needs to not be playing Drake while your band leader is playing "Hang On Sloopy" or whatever the song is, um, <laughs> it causes a tremendous amount of cognitive dissonance when you're a fan on the 50-yard line, hearing "Bootsa Bootsa Bootsa" in one year <laughs> and trumpets and drums in the other. Just take turns. It's ridiculous. Whoever the athletic director is yeah. or the events director. Or the president of Baylor University. I know it used to be Kenneth Starr. Rest in peace. He's gone. Um, Whoever that person is that's in charge of these two people... Or whoever the people are, like maybe their people need to meet. I'm not sure.
1: Oh, I think that they've met, and I think it was a battle. It was acrimonious. It's it, definitely
0: acrimonious. Oh, oh, first like there's, there's no question.
1: One hundred percent, they do not like each other.
0: It is not a great a fan. It is not a great fan experience being at your games and listening to dueling banjos from either side yep. of the stadium. It's a joke. Like seriously, stop it. Somebody coordinate this thing. It's junk. Anyway, those are my bottom five
1: wow okay
0: and uh we were not kidding you at the beginning when we said this is going to be a Texas-sized episode look at the time clock right yeah. now won't you look at the time we got you to
1: your destination and back <laughs>
0: yeah we did for sure
1: empty <laughs> nest
0: full tank check the mic and make sure it sound right boys